0: This morning's reading is taken from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 to 8, a very well-known piece of scripture. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Here is the lesson. Thank you very, very much, Sonia. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, we come to your word and we ask that you would, by your spirit, give us humility this morning. Lord, so often we can come to your word with distracted, apathetic, bored, occasionally hardened, but Lord, we want this morning on this first day of the new year to seek you with all of our heart. We want to turn a new leaf. We want new things, new blessings, new wisdom, and so Lord, on this first day of this new year, we humble our hearts and pray that, Lord, that by your spirit, you would speak to us. I pray that what I would say this morning, that I would decrease and that you would increase. That the foibles and idiosyncrasies and imperfections of anyone who brings the word, that in your mercy, that would be pushed to the side. And that what would come out today would be what you are wanting to say. Oh, Holy Spirit, quicken your word. Let it light a light in our hearts, we pray. We pray that, Lord, perhaps in your mercy, there will be someone here this morning, perhaps more than one person, who would look later on this year and would say that this was the message that set up this year. Only you can do this. So come, Holy Spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. When I was uh, 20 uh, and entering just the first years of young adulthood, I started to reflect back on my teenage years. And I had these moments of thinking, oh my goodness, what a fool I was. I remember telling Dad, Dad, you're totally wrong. This is the wise thing. This is the way to go. Telling Dad and putting him in his place as a 15 year old because of course I'd arrived. Uh, And then at 20, I thought, actually, I think dad was right. And so often I realized it was shame. I thought, well, thank goodness I'm 20 years old and I'm now an adult and got this wonderful wisdom. Well, the funny thing was I turned 30 and I was, you know, in ministry and I was married with kids. And I was looking on the decisions I was making in my early 20s. And I thought, oh, gosh. What a foolish person I was in many ways in my early 20s. Well, thank goodness I'm 30. And now as I was a a pastor, people were coming to me with their marriage difficulties and wisdom. Of course, I had the perfect words of wisdom for them. Well, when I'm now 45 and I was reflecting on the choices I was making, some of the uh, crucial mistakes and errors of judgment in relation to my children uh, uh, and, and marriage and other areas of my life over my 30s and early 40s, I thought, oh, what a fool I was. And do you know what the sad thing is? As a reflecting on that, I realise in 15 years' time, I'll be, what, I'm 45 going on 46 this year, so I'll be nearing retirement in 15 years, you know, around that time. And then perhaps in 15 years' time, I'll be saying, what a fool Alistair was when he was in his mid-40s. So how do you, I, or perhaps yourself, I'm sure maybe some of you were much wiser when you were 20, but, but you know, that's my recollection anyway. So how do I or perhaps you get wisdom, true wisdom we need for the new year? So happy new year and welcome to those listening on podcast or YouTube, We always get a few randoms. It's great to have you join us this new year to the village of Geraldine. It's always interesting seeing people from America or South America wanting to join the village of Geraldine. I don't know why you'd want to do that, but welcome. Uh, And we're going to have a look at one of the most famous proverbs that comes out. And I think in particular, verses 5 and 6 are really well known for those who are connected to the Christian faith. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all that you do. And he will show you the right path to make. But what is perhaps is not as widely known is the next verse, which forms the other half of those verses. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Now, in the Hebrew scriptures, can you bear with me? There's a little bit of biblical scholarship here, but it's not that hard. Stick with me here. It's, It's super easy and really important to know. In the Hebrew scriptures, and some of you will know this, there is this thing called parallelism, which is we're having the verses say the same thing but slightly differently. The similarity is it says the same thing for emphasis. The difference is getting you to ponder what the difference means. So let's have a look at a really easy one. All right. A wise child brings joy to a father. A foolish child brings grief <laughs> To a All right, it's pretty simple. Gives you you similarity, but just changes it a little bit. And then there's another one which is a bit harder. This one here is don't answer a foolish argument of fools or you will become as foolish as they are. And then the next proverb says this, which is the parallel. Be sure to answer the foolish arguments of fools or they'll become wise in their own estimation. The parallelism is saying the opposite. So what is it, Proverbs? Is it the first one or the second one? All right, what is it? Make up your mind, right? And so there's that, that thing that's aiming to stop you in your tracks and to get you to ponder why is the proverb saying the exact opposite? It's a parallel, but there's differences. And, of course, the answer is, is that the proverbs depend, and this is advice for all of the proverbs, is that the advice is dependent on the circumstances in which you face. There are some situations in which if you're encountering a fool, And a foolish person is just saying what the the wisest course of action is to say nothing. Be respectful, kind, and gracious. In the cricket terminology, let the ball go through to the keeper. Just let it pass. Don't engage. Because if you get riled up and stirred up with anger or get into a fight, you will become as foolish as they are. And haven't I done that a lot of times in my life? Oh, that I'd listen to the wisdom of Proverbs. But there are some situations, perhaps there is a a person who's trying to take your children and put them onto a wrong path. Or perhaps there's some people out there who are innocent victims. Or perhaps there's a person for whom that you can reach and you've prayed about it. There are some situations in which you want to come with a humble, gracious, wise approach, but to say something that might change them, change their course of action. So that's parallelism. Right, it's got the same statement, but says it differently, wants you to ponder it. So what is that happening in chapter three? Well, let's have a go. Trust in the Lord. I'm going to go through this quickly, and then we'll go back over it. So don't worry if you, you know, we're just going to go over the whole lot, and then we'll go back. All right. Trust in the Lord with all your heart goes with don't be impressed with your own wisdom. That goes with do not depend. Next one is do not depend on your own understanding. Seekers will in all that you do. Goes with fear the Lord and turn away from evil. And then the promises come as this. And he will show you which path to take. And then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. It's got some similarities, but there are dramatic differences in it. And the, and the Proverbs wants you to ponder those differences. So John Bloom says this about the the, the parallel of the text here. The genius of this kind of parallelism is it allows the writer to make related statements that are not redundant. There's a clear connections between five and six and seven and eight, but they don't say identical things. Trust in the law with all your heart is not quite the same as don't be impressed with your own wisdom. What the proverb is doing is turning the diamond of a profound truth in the light of God's wisdom so that we see a different refraction of that light. Right, so the key truth of Proverbs chapter 3, the humbling wisdom for the new year that I need this morning is I do not have the wisdom I need to get through this year. I don't have it. And in fact, if if I'm depending on my own stuff, I'm not the full package in terms of wisdom and insight and say, no, no, no one else. I don't need to hear anyone else from the Lord, anyone else. I've arrived. I haven't. That is one of the key things. And you get to see that the first statement is trust in the Lord with all your heart. It's telling you to actively search to the Lord for this wisdom. And may let him be the the pursuit and object of your wisdom and pursue him with all your heart. The parallel statement, don't be impressed with your own wisdom, is challenging my stubborn, pride-filled heart that doesn't want to humble itself, doesn't want to take advice, doesn't want to think that my wisdom and insights aren't that flash hot. Who's had that pride-filled, stubborn reflex when someone gives you advice? You guys are amazing! There's only about five, six, seven hands. Well, you guys, you, you, you're ready to go for your morning tea because you're already you're good. But I have. And so I, like, you can't tell me what to do. I, that's, that's, I don't say it, but that's what I think. I was like, I already know better than that. I've already heard this. I instantly go to that. Well, here it's saying, don't to be impressed with your own wisdom. It's challenging my pride-filled stubborn heart. All right, don't be impressed with your wisdom. You aren't that good. Look at how foolish you were when you were 20, 30 and yes, 45. Don't be impressed with your wisdom, but trust in the Lord with all your heart. Look at the damage your foolish choices have caused in ministry, in marriage, and in children. And if I, and if I choose to reflect on some of those worst and foolish choices, it's actually pretty heart reaching People have left churches because of foolish choices I've made. I've hurt my wife and my children. And I have, in ways, there's been people who've had a lesser reflection on Jesus Christ because of the foolishness of one Alistair McNaughton. And that became often because I was at the time and in the moment, I was impressed with my own wisdom and thought that what my choices were was the right way to go. And it goes on. Do not depend on your own understanding, but seek his will in all that you do. And this goes with fear the Lord and turn away from evil. The seeking of God's will in my marriage, my family, my vocation. You put this into your personal situations, right? And this part of this will happen by fearing the Lord and turning away from evil, right? If you're seeking his will in all that you do, you will do that by fearing God and turning away from evil. If you're not depending on your understanding, you will do that because you're, you're actually fearing the Lord and turning away from evil. They're connected. All right, so if you fear God, what that means is you won't. Now, this is a verse that people in Western culture struggle with. But here's the thought. Most of us actually at some level fear something. And often it's the opinions of our peer group. It's the opinions of our culture. So I can think of numerous times where I have self-censored myself in social situations. Why Fear of what the other person will say and what the other group will say and what the culture will say. Who's had that situation? Fear. Fear of man. It's fear of man. And what I was going to say would be reasonable and intelligent. But I knew, it just, you know, and, and of course not every fight you want to join in on. Some, you know, sometimes it's with, that's where the problem is. Sometimes it's just wiser to, to, to zip your mouth and let the ball go through. But there has at times been fear in my life and it's not fear of God. So may I suggest, it's a bold statement. You will fear something this year. Why not fear the most loving, most merciful, most kind God? Jesus describes himself like a mother hen who wants to put us under his wings. I want to come under Jesus' wings. That'll be cute, little little, little duckling. Go under the wings. That's That's what he's offering. Why would you not fear and respect him? And if the language of fear sounds brimstone, remember it came from Jesus' own lips. He said, do not fear man who could, at the worst they can do is destroy your body, but fear God for whom after he's destroyed your body can send you to hell. That's not from a hellfire and brimstone preacher. That's the words of Jesus. Fear God and turn away from evil. And if you do this, then there's going to be, and then the promise comes through. And this is, you see the promise in two different ways. And so there is available for everyone here in this room, Promises available to you, gifts that are available to you, blessings that are available to you—that you can access this year. Do you want them? Are you hungry for them? Because it comes if you've got a humble heart. Yes, my wisdom sucks. Yes, I want to fear you, Lord, and rely on you. Then comes the promises. He will show you which path to take, and you will have healing for your body and strength for your for your bones. All right, so this year, you'll be led on the right way to go. My body, my marriage, my work life, my social life will be refreshed. Do you need healing in your family? Do you need healing in your work situation? Do you need healing in the relationships within the church? It's available. Do you want to know the right way to go this year? You know, the wonderful thing is only God has the power. God knows every day of our life. He know, he's got 2020 vision for everything that will take place. The Lord knew at the beginning of last year that my wife would be diagnosed with stage 4 cancer and would have six months to live. The Lord knew that. He knew every situation, every trial, every mountain, every tear that I would cry. And what do I want when I go through this coming year with who knows what is awaiting me? I want healing and I want to know strength for my life. And it's not necessarily physical healing. It is a spiritual healing, but it can be physical as well. And I want to know that no matter what comes, I am walking the right path, not to the left or the right. Do you want that? It is available to you this morning. And so the value of this humbling wisdom is humility, right? Humility it gives, it gives a willingness to listen to wise counsel, a willingness to be teachable, a willingness to say, I was wrong, I screwed up, I'm sorry. I've had to say that to my children. I've had to say that to Catherine. I've had to say that to people within the church. That's And that when you have humility, that's the first start for wisdom. You know, Actually, one of the interesting things is even in the world out there, people who just got no time for Christianity or different religion or no faith, and if you ever look at some of the wisest people out there, they're not Christians, this is what I've often noted. They do have in their favor. There's often a humility with them. They, they actually have a humble disposition. So even in, out there in the wider world, just having an ability to say, I haven't arrived, mum and dad or my brother or sister or my children or my work colleagues or whoever, I can learn something from them. And, and even from non-Christians or whoever, if we have a humble disposition... There is a huge power in that, and some of the wisest people in the world have a cultivated humility. Do you, have you, do you cultivate humility? It is a good thing to do, but I, I don't say, Lord, humble me, because then usually bad things happen, but, but I do say, Lord, uh, in my in this, whatever takes place this year, may I cultivate humility within it. Uh, and so there's some incredible promises there. And so for the one who desires to know the Lord, who is pursuing the Lord this year with all their heart, they will be guided on the right path. So I'm going to to put some practical things. So let's say that you're married. All right, there's going to be decisions that will take place this year. It could be financial decisions. It could be decisions with the children, with the education, whatever. Here's a thought. Do you, when you're thinking through that, are you a practical atheist when those decisions come? you just rely on your wisdom, your insight, your thinking, and God doesn't figure, and then you just ask God to bless it? Or do you do it this way? Do you seek the Lord with all of your heart, mind, and soul in the, in the area, right? And then, and then not, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. And so you could do that by praying, if you're married, praying with your wife. If you're, if you're uh, single, uh, a widow or divorced or whatever, there's usually a wise counsellor or you could be just you getting up and down on your knees and seeking the Lord and saying, Lord, I humble my heart in this situation. I ask that you would guide me on the paths to go. I pray that you would give me the right heart attitude. And often as I've done those things, and sometimes Satan tries to stir up. So I know this sounds really bad, but Keith and I have had prayer times. We've ended up fighting. It's really bad. <laughs> It's real life, ladies and gentlemen. And Satan, Satan often comes in, and so. But actually, at times where we've gone in, and then because we were often, at, we, we often have opposite views on whatever it happens to be out there, and it could be different ways. But as we've humbled our hearts and different things, the Lord often does reveal a path through. And so, actually, as you start to humble your heart and pray together, or by yourself with a wise person and pursue him, you will find this year if you do that. This is a promise, not from Alistair McNaughton, but from the Lord, that in some manner or way, an area of your life will be refreshed, it'll be healed, it'll be strengthened, and that there will be an area of your life where you do not know where to go. You'll be like Jehoshaphat. Lord, we look at the enemy armies. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you, and he will guide you on that right path. Are you wanting that? Then humble your heart. Don't be impressed with your own own wisdom. You're not that wise. Be willing to fear God above anything else. He's worthy of that. And depend on him. And he will guide you on the right path. And he will bring healing to your life and your family. And the Lord will get the glory. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, we thank you for your word. And we pray that, Lord, that this year, come what may, we would pursue you with all of our hearts. And that, Lord, you would bring healing to us. You would bring refreshment to us. And that you would guide us in the right paths. In Jesus' name, amen.